small-mindedness and sitting on untapped potential is the greatest peril of mankind. What is it that you're willing to get up and do every day with a smile on your face? Because the reality is if you don't have a smile on your face doing it, at some point it's gonna be raining and you're gonna talk yourself out of it. And consistency matters so much in all of this. Welcome to the Consistent and Predictable Income Community Podcast. The CPI methodology is the only system that teaches the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. For today's episode, we have Justin Stoddart, who has owned, ran, and grown small businesses for over the past two decades, becoming an expert in marketing, branding, and business strategy. In this episode, Justin will be sharing the best practices to unleash one's potential and how one can utilize it to leverage their business. My name is Dan Roshan. I'm the host of the CPI Podcast, which is the real estate show designed to help top producing agents leverage and scale your business, allowing you to earn more money in less time for seasoned agents to help you get to the next level of stable income and for new agents to help you find the right way to freedom and money so that each of you can reach your potential as a person and as a real estate agent, which means you'll have certainty in your future. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the show. Without further ado, Justin Stoddart, the host of the Think Bigger Real Estate Show. And Justin's, you know, he's in the industry to raise the bar. He's in the title business and to really just provide more value to the industry and to teach others to do the same. And his show was freaking awesome. And most importantly, I think, and that's all great. And that makes a difference. Justin's a family man. So that's, uh, I think, uh, probably the number one thing I know that's important to you in your life. So Justin, welcome. Thanks, man. Super honored to be here. And uh, yeah, it's great. This is not our first time interacting. And the last one was awesome. And I'm super excited about today. So thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, my pleasure. So Justin, so tell us before we jump into the, uh, I'm going to pull out some really, uh, some good nuggets from you here today, but tell, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, so I actually live just outside of Portland, Oregon. And um, I know Portland's been on the news recently. So where I live, we don't have riots and crazy things going on. That's good. But um, anyway, I live in the beautiful Northwest with my wife and six children. Yes, you heard that right. That was not a misstatement. <clears throat> she and I together, we didn't, uh, that wasn't combined family. So at the core of who I am, family is most important to me. So the driving why behind what I do, what I do to open opportunities, as well as to offer a model for my kids of what it looks like to pursue their passion and hopefully make a big impact in the world. So I'm uh, employed by uh, Old Republic Title Company, what I think is the best title company in the country. They do a fabulous job taking care of their people. They realize that if they can attract great talent, take great care of great talent, that great talent will take great care of their customers. And all about the people. About the people in the organization first, and then clients and customers are taken care of through that. Totally. And I think that's a great lesson for, I know we're not into the lesson part of of the show, but for anybody that's building a team, I know, Dan, you have an amazing team and organization. And the reason why they've been able to attract and retain great talent is they allow us to think and act and operate like entrepreneurs underneath the umbrella and leverage of a big corporation. So I think that's kind of a pretty special place to be. You know, I like to call myself an intrapreneur, an industry challenger, someone who came into the industry not knowing much about it, but seeing really quickly that I felt like our customers, real estate agents were underserved, that the value proposition from many in my sphere, or I should say in my sphere, but from my industry was it's friendship. Come in and let's be nice, let's be friends, and then you'll send me business, right? And while I'm never opposed to friendship, I think friendship should come 
after working together. And, and the value proposition ought to be not just the fact that we can do a good job closing your properties, but that we can also help be leaders and mentors, peers that help you actually do more business. And so that becomes my emphasis. That's the whole genesis behind my show, the Think Bigger Real Estate Show, is how do I put myself in contact with some of the biggest thinkers in the country? Case in point, Dan, you were on the show and be able to learn from you so that then when I go sit knee to knee with my clients, I'm a better value proposition because I've had people like you together with your amazing book pouring into me, right? Which makes me more valuable and in turn raises the bar for the industry. It's interesting you say that, Justin, about a lot of people in your industry leading with a friendship first. And I think that that's true of a lot of business to agent industries, which causes a challenge sometimes. And I've been there as an agent in the past where I've been in a relationship with somebody that led with relationship yeah. and then provided poor service. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's a dilemma, right? That's a dilemma. That puts me yeah. in a difficult spot, right? Because yeah. I do value the friendships. I do value the relationships. Yet I have a responsibility to my clients that is in front of any relationship that I have, you know, and that's, I think leading with the profession first and then the friendship follows is a really great that you do that. Yeah. I, mean, I think that real estate agents in general don't have a shortage of friends, right? They've got lots of friends. Sure. <laughs> All um, right. I'm out to solve a problem that already hasn't been solved. I think that I've really learned throughout my career that I think can be applied across all industries is that oftentimes we come into a marketplace and we try and solve a problem that's already been solved. You know, even real estate agents, I see them doing that of like, you know, I'm a good real estate agent. I can market your home. And it's like, they probably already have a real estate agent that can market their home. Like what makes you difference? Focus on the Delta, focus on the differentiator that makes you different. And then at that point, friendship develops, right? Because you realize you're like-minded and you're both kind of moving in the same direction at the same pace that's where friendship really starts to align and becomes more meaningful because you know that's it's, based on a foundation of I add value to your business. So, so if you were coaching me right now, Justin, what would you tell me? And I know that you know a little bit about my business, right? But not, you don't know it intimately, right? I'm just using me as an example, right? It could be any agent, it could be anybody in the country. And you're having a conversation with that individual, bring me through that process of how you would help them to be able to understand their value that they can provide to a consumer and how they can best communicate that. Yeah, boy, that's a great question. Uh, let's work through that together. I think, you know, it kind of first and foremost, I'd always have to ask the agent, like, what are you trying to accomplish? Like, where's your business at now? And ultimately, where do you want it to be? And typically there's a gap, right? A few people say, I'm exactly where I want to be and I don't want to grow. If they are at that spot, then they don't have need of me, right? My job is to help grow people and grow their business. So if they're like, yeah, I'm here and I want to be here. It's like, great, okay, let's focus on that. Okay, how big is that gap? And I typically kind of talk agents through, they need to have kind of three pillars or levers, I've heard them called, through okay. which people are getting business. I think one of the big downfalls of the industry, of any industry where it's led by sales professionals and entrepreneurs, is that sure. we tend to get really excited about new things, right? I'm oh, no exception. Yeah, flashy, boom, shiny, hard. Yeah, absolutely. And totally. And I can always see it better than other people, right? So I kind of need the same yeah. coaching coming back at me. But it's like, okay, what are the, the kind of key fundamental avenues through which you're getting business? For most people, number one probably isn't, and I would even argue should be your sphere, right? If you're uh -huh. doing a good job for people, so you're in past clients, and I'll kind of lump those together. If that's not one of your, like number one or one of your top three, then I think there's an obvious low hanging fruit that we need to address because there's people that have used you. There's no reason why they shouldn't use you again. So it's that. Then in addition, okay, what are the other two things? Hold on real quick, Justin. So sphere first, right? And so then what I'm inferring that you're communicating there is to dive into the consistent relationship and providing them value and contribution uh, through time, even after the transaction and especially after the transaction. Am I inferring that correctly? Yeah, hundred percent. And I think 
you know, Gary Keller did a great job, masterful job in his book, you know, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, in which he actually put some numbers to it to where agents can actually sure. kind of gauge, yeah. am I getting enough business from my sphere or not? And he said, for every 12 people in your database, you ought to be getting two pieces of business per year, right? Yeah. So that's easy to do the math. You just take like how many ever people are in your database and divide that number by six. And did I get that many pieces of business from my sphere? And if the answer is no, then there's opportunity there, right? And again, that's not a, a Keller Williams number. That's him going out and interviewing no, agents. That's an industry number. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a great indicator, a great number for people to always be asking. Number one is tracking where's my business coming from. Sure. And then, you know, if those numbers don't align with the numbers they're getting, then we have to ask why not? Like why are people not referring me and or using me again? And that's kind of where- What could I do to change that? Yeah, yeah. I recently wrote the book, Real Estate Evolution, The 10-Step Guide to CPI, Consistent and Predictable Income for Real Estate Agents. I wrote this book because I have sold real estate since 2007 and developed an immense amount of experience and knowledge. During my journey, I've witnessed hundreds and maybe even thousands of real estate agents fail in this business. And I firmly believe that that's a shame. In Real Estate Evolution, I will show you the exact steps that I have used as a real estate salesperson to sell one to 15 homes every single month for the past 129 consecutive months. It took me more than two decades to learn the sales and persuasion techniques and more than one decade to master the real estate sales techniques to be able to produce the content that makes up this book. And it took me more than a year to write at a pace of three hours every single day. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income in your business, I invite you to get the book, Real Estate Evolution. And you can get that by visiting www.therealestateevolution.com. And I'll even give it to you for free as long as you pay for the postage. Before you go on with it, because I want to hear the other two, Justin. So in that 12 to two, just a couple of things. First of all, like that's confusing. Why didn't you just say six to one? Yeah. It's because one of those six is the actual person and the other of the six is a referral to you. That's right. And then the second thing to understand is that the new industry standard that Gary Keller is sharing now is a 10 to one that hasn't completely been published in MRA two, but that's the ratio that's changed and that's changed okay. through time of the technology, that type of thing. Interesting. That hasn't been published yet. So. And it makes more sense, right? Yeah. Well, the numbers have gone down. Okay. So one in 10, right? So if you've yeah. got 300 people in your database, 30, let's say, yeah. right? Yeah. Then 10% of you ought to be getting 30 pieces of business per year from your like past clients and sphere. And if you're not getting 30 pieces of business and you've got a database of 300, then there's opportunity there. And you know, then we have to look at like, what are the breakdowns? Is my service good enough to where people would want to use me again and would want to refer me? If not, then that's an obvious, let's address that, right? Like right now, let's address that. If it is, and we're not getting business, then it's just a matter of being top of mind. And I think, you know, at the core, most people need to be told what to do. It's been interesting as I've been in the digital space now for the past number of years, kind of building audiences. And you assume that people know what you want them to do. Like they want, you want them to subscribe to your podcast or subscribe to your YouTube sure. channel, but they don't unless you ask them to like go yeah. right down here, click that little red button, push subscribe, hit the bell. That way you'll get notifications. Uh, <laughs> but the, I think it's the same thing with fear, you know? And I found that in my industry, that unless I tell people on your next escrow, I want you to send an email to this person and tell them that you want to open escrow. I want you to contact our customer service department and order. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 
you have to make it simple for people because yeah, we assume they, they've connected all the dots and they, and they know exactly how to proceed. When in reality, people yeah. are like creatures of comfort, right? Creatures of habit and, and creatures of comfort. And if somebody shows up at the door, knocking on their door saying like, Hey, I'm just listed this home and I got 10 offers. So there's nine other people here in the area that are looking for a home. Are you looking at selling? We were thinking about it. It's been a little small for shelter in place. Sure. You want to look at our house and all of a sudden your beloved past client just went with somebody else simply because you weren't top of mind, right? Simply because you yeah, didn't. That's a cake right there. Yeah, you're right. So, all right. So you mentioned three pillars and then I sort of distracted you from moving on. I there, so. on that because again, there's so much opportunity within yeah. the sphere that again, if those numbers aren't in check, right? If 10% of whatever numbers in your database of sphere and past clients are not coming back to you in the form of referrals, then address that first, right? That's I think priority number one. Talk to us about two and three or two. Second and third, I always tell agents, there's 20 different ways to get to the business you want, right? The only thing that's gonna require is for you to get up and be excited about doing it day in and day out, rain or shine, snow or sleet. And so you have to ask yourself, what are the things that I'll actually do? Because some people will get it via knocking doors. Some people will get it via cold calling. Some people will get it via open houses. Some people will get it via you know social media, cold market, you know through Facebook and other ad platforms. You just have to ask yourself, what is it that I'm willing to do day in and day out, right? And then that begins the backfill. And there's some tried and true tested that people have already figured out, right? Like open house strategies. Sure. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And maybe it's like, you know, open houses is where it's at. That's where I want to be. I would argue that in this day and age, and again, it depends upon what your particular role is on within your business. If you're a solo agent, okay. then of course, I think you can focus here. If you're on a team and your focus is on buyers and this might not apply to you, but I think in the year 2020, it's the year of the seller, right? That there is inventory so shortage across the country, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and beyond. There's inventory shortage across the country, right? And to kind of paint a picture as how and why we've got into this spot. I was a builder up until 2009. You, I can, you can probably guess why I exited in 2009. But at yeah, that point, <laughs> some people chose to leave the industry because they realized it just wasn't their passion. Others were forced out because they went bankrupt, right? And so yeah. bankruptcy, as we know, takes not a few months to resolve. It takes years and years and years. So a lot of those builders are just now getting back in the business if they want back in the business. And so for a period of you know three, five, seven years, you had people that were on the sidelines that would have been fulfilling inventory, right? You've got that coupled with the fact that just recently during COVID, two months at least, builders kind of shut down and didn't do much, right? Yeah. Yet the demand did not. I would say the demand even heightened because we we're all sheltering safe in place and getting like really clear with, is this the structure that I want to be living in if this were to happen again, right? It might need to have two home offices. I might need to have a school. I might need to have this be a workout place, right? We talked about that. Yeah. And so I think demand has continued to rise. So I go back to say, whatever you're doing, I would ask you if in your business model, if you're able to focus on sellers, then I think you should focus on sellers because I don't think it's going to be difficult to find buyers. I do think sure. it's going to be more difficult to close buyers. I mean, I'm hearing in my marketplace repeatedly, you know, hey, we won or you know, you, people don't always celebrate the fact when they were, you know, I had two in the last three days uh, that lost out. Sure, yeah. And that, you know, like you said, that's not something that you hear agents because that's sort of, you know, that seems negative almost. Right. But the reality of it is when you're competing with 10 other people, sometimes it's not in the buyer's best interest to win because they have to make concessions that just don't make sense. You know, so there's, you know, that perspective as well. Right. So yeah, there's, if you can focus on sellers and ask yourself, is this the best way to get sellers? You know, is yep. this the best thing that I can do? And I think, you know, your book has some great insight into getting business from getting listing business. 
But I would yeah. say that, you know, there's some tried and true open houses would probably not be at the top of that list as far as getting sellers, unless you're very strategic about using it as a marketing opportunity. And, and, and I would say that some are, is that they really see that listing, whether it's theirs or another agent's, become a satellite office, like in that neighborhood, right? And it becomes a marketing temporary office space. Almost like you would do like a new home builder almost. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're there yeah. frequently and you're telling people yeah. the updates and you're walking the street and you're talking to them and your community events and you're like just really being present to get to know sellers, right? It's going to take some work yeah. and effort, but if it's, and that again, kind of ties in with almost like a geographic farm is it got to kind of be there. Like I would say with any of these, and it kind of goes back to the principle that I said, what is it that you're willing to get up and do every day with a smile on your face? Because the reality is if you don't have a smile on your face doing it, at some point it's going to be raining and you're going to talk yourself out of it. And consistency matters so much in all of this, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. That that's the name of the game. So looking at, you know, do you prefer warm or cold market, you know, kind of needs to tie into there. But again, I would choose two other pillars, no more than two other pillars through which yeah. you can be getting business, things that you're willing to put on your calendar every week, right? If not every day to go do that thing. And there's no shortage of ideas out there. And do what you love, do what, do what you, makes you happy, right? Totally. But do it on steroids. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I tell yeah. People. Right. Do yeah. what you love on steroids. <laughs> right. I love that, Dan. That's a great line right there. Do what yeah. you love on steroids. Again, that'll make all the difference. You see agents that are killing it with this and killing it with that. And the challenge is, again, we as entrepreneurial marketers, what we tend to do is be like, oh my goodness, that's where it's at. Okay. And then they run over here and they abandon yeah. their post, which was about ready to start, you know, kind of producing fruit. Yeah. So it takes that time. I mean, when people ask me when I'm working with them and say, okay, damn, what lead generation strategies work? I've said, yes, they all work totally. except for the ones that you stop. Right. And the challenge in the real estate industry <laughs> is that two things It's 90 days from today, when you meet somebody at the closing, secondly, for those marketing activities to bear fruit, it's 18 months. Yeah. All right. For them fully to be optimized. Okay. And so, yeah, you'll get some between now and 18 months, right? But very few have the patience to be able to stick with something for 18 months or they have poor planning to say, like I share with people to say, look, if you want to invest like for your marketing budget, how much should you have? Well, if you want to do a hundred bucks a month, you should have $1,800 and then, until you can feed back to that marketing budget. Okay. Because it's like, whatever you have, put it in the bank, divide that by 18. That's what you spend a month. And when you start getting a return on that, Take 10% of that return, add it back to that bank account, gauge your account. That's a powerful formula, Dan. I love that because it really takes the mystery out of it, right? How much should I be spending? Yeah. Can I be spending? And it forces agents to put their money where their mouth is. If I'm going to be good at this tactic, then put some money behind it, knowing that they put money behind everything. And that's oftentimes what you see agents do. In fact, I've heard of a, a great kind of life hack is that agents will go and ask their bank to issue them a new credit debit card at the end of each year because it automatically shuts off all the oh, yeah, yeah. that somehow they signed yeah. up for that they have to go back and ask themselves, did I use that this year? Like, well, <laughs> yeah. who signed me up for that? Did I do that? Right. Yeah. It's healthy yeah. practice. I think COVID's helped us a lot with that. It's helped me personally, right? I found bills that I had no idea. I mean, we cut $450 from our internet and phone bills a month. Wow. Right. From personal and business. And was just like, yeah. oh my goodness, I cannot believe that I allowed that to happen, yeah. you know? So it's like taking the good out of the bad because we're in a bad situation in our environment, yet here's something good that comes out of it because it forced me to really like tighten up, say, okay, let me look mm -hmm. at every single penny, you yeah. know? So I'm grateful for that. Yeah, well, it just goes to show you run your business like a business, right? Well, I think when you can have those, you know, you hear the advice of like during a shift, start cutting expenses, right? And many yeah. do and many don't. Many just try and outrun the tidal wave. Um, and it's not a good practice, right? But to really put into practice the, the fact of like, let's see what's working, what's not. You know, I'm actually reading a book right now called Profit First, 
such a good book. Mike Michalowicz, best-selling author, has been on my show, and he really kind of opened my eyes to the fact of the way businesses can and should run. Anyway, it's a great read. So, Justin, so it's interesting you say that because I share with you where I'm located right now. I'm in a bed and breakfast, right? Yeah. It's June 18th. So that is start of the third quarter was June 1st. And so Profit First, the book that you just mentioned, taught me to put a profit account. And then every first of the quarter, spend half that profit account, which I did to take my family out to a vacation right now. So, and I got that from that book you just mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) It's transformed my life. So I'm interested that you share that because I'm literally in action of putting those steps into play or at least bearing the positive results of those actions. Yeah. So I recommend that book as well. I haven't gotten that far into it. So I'm excited to get to Uh, that part. I'm sorry. I I just ruined the ending for you, man. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) You already know 87% of all real estate agents fail in this business. And you also know it doesn't have to be that way. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income, I invite for you to get your free copy of Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. And you can do so when you visit www.therealestateevolution.com. Dot com. I'll share with you your book that I authored to show you the way. And it's free. You just have to pay for the shipping. Thanks. So, Justice, tell us a little bit more about you. You're right? such an interesting person. You're so high-minded, and I love connecting with high-minded people. What makes you tick? You know, I think it's just a, a crazy, I'm not overly talented. In fact, I was joking, but serious on social media. My wife says, I want to put a shiplap wall in. I'm like, I'm not going to be part of this. That wall looks fine. And um, so I posted on social media a picture of her when she got done. And I'm like, it's a good thing that my few talents in life were sales and communication, because without that, I would have never been able to sell her on me because she's way more talented than I am. <laughs> I mean that wholeheartedly. Like she asked me to sing. She's like, okay, stop singing. She asked me to like be a handyman, even though I was a builder, I was a good business owner. I wasn't a good hands-on builder. Thankfully, I didn't ever attempt that. But so anyway, I, I guess there's something that I do, right? I'm just super hungry. I'm hungry for mm-hmm. growth. I'm hungry for contribution. I mean, one selfish reason for, in fact, I was just ended an episode of my show. I was with uh, Jimmy Mackin and Chris Smith of Curator. I don't know if you know those guys. Cool, um, yeah. But Chris said something. He said, you know, I'm selfishly, we do this podcast so we can be around other high-minded people. And I was like, oh, I do God. the same thing, man. He <laughs> just like, you know, like revealed my purpose. It becomes a real opportunity to associate with people like you right? That really elevate me. And so, yeah, I'm super passionate about making an impact and helping people think bigger. I truly believe that if you think big enough, you can have everything you want in life. You know, I think small mindedness and sitting on untapped potential is the greatest peril of mankind. You know, the greatest untapped natural resource is human potential. And I think as all of us start to recognize really kind of who we are and who we have the potential to become and what we have the potential to do and impact for good, one, all of our needs and wants are taken care of. And two, we start to create this ripple effect that inspires other people to start to wake up as well and realize like, wow, I'm kind of living a smaller life. And that doesn't mean that you necessarily, uh, sometimes it has nothing to do with, you know, kind of monetary business stuff. Sometimes it does. A lot of times they go very well together because as we know, the purpose of business is living the very best life possible, right? And it's that being plus action. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, you know, having that mindset of I can do this and believing in yourself. And I've always said it, if yes, then how, mm-hmm. which is if somebody can do this, 
then how did they do so? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's always been my model of being able to just sort of figure out what can be done and how to do it. So let me ask you, so what advice would you give to another person so that their life can become infinitely better? You know, that's, that's such a great question. I've actually, I'm happy to give this resource to your audience. Actually, as you know, at the end of every one of my episodes, I ask the question and I say, obviously you're a big thinker. You're on Ernest Think Figure Real Estate Show. I say, what does a big thinker like you do to continue to be a big thinker, continue to expand your own possibilities? And I've interviewed close to a couple hundred people now. I've taken 40 of what I felt like were some of the best answers and compiled them into okay. a document. And that document is just something to review, just to hear what other big thinkers do to be sure that they don't get stuck, right? Sure. And when I say stuck, it doesn't mean like you're in this downward spiral of you know anxiety and depression. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Sometimes we have this blind spot that we're, yeah, we're in pursuit of our potential when in reality, if, as we kind of take the blinders off and are not jealous of, but inspired by other people that are doing bigger and better things, we start to realize like, if they can do that, then I can too, right? And sometimes uh, it's even like, if that putz can do it, oh my goodness. Totally. <laughs> that dude can figure it out. If Rashawn can do it, hell, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever thought that, but, but yeah, no, I get your point. And so I think it's just constantly surrounding yourself with other big thinkers. You know, again, I truly believe that you can have everything you want in life if you think big enough, right? And thinking big enough includes, and it kind of ties in with what Zig Ziglar teaches. You can have everything you want in this life if you help enough other people get what you want. And encapsulated in that is, you know, you've got to think bigger than beyond just helping the two or three people that you're going to see today, right? But think bigger, like how can I serve more people? You know, the most influential people in our world have just figured out how to scale impact, figured out a way how to help more people with the same amount of time. And so I think as we start to think similarly, we start to realize that we can live a life different that's better than the one we have. As I grow in age and experience, I used to think that it was like the massive action that I could take that would create the largest results. And what I've learned is it's more, how can I help more people that are in my world and then work through them so that the people in my world achieve their goals and then through that, I can scale, right? And help more people, be more impactful and have a better outcome as well. And it took me a little while to connect those dots for sure. Yeah, that's a great way to put it is that you go from just serving the customer to helping other people serve the customer, you know? Yeah, yeah. And for uh, them to reach your goals as well, you know, yeah. their ambitions, what is important in their life? So as we finish up here, Justin, so if you were to share with the listeners one thing that you've learned from the game of life, that you would say would be most impactful or most useful, what would that be? You know, um, I think having a solid foundation, you know, I think yeah. sometimes you'll see, and part of that is personal development. Some of it, I believe deeply in a, in a spiritual pursuit, regardless of what that looks like, you know, regardless of denomination or non-denomination, but really having some connection to something bigger than you. Like, what is my life actually about? Like, why am I here? And it's, I think science attempts to describe like the how, right? Whereas I think what it doesn't describe is the why, like, why am I here, right? And I think for each of us, there's obviously some common threads as to why we're here, right? That we're all connected. But I also think that it can be very unique and very personal. There's something that I'm supposed to do. This is not by coincidence that I'm here. So that's kind of what I've learned is having that solid foundation as well as a solid relationship foundation, whatever that looks like, right? Whether you have a big family like me or a small family like you, or you've got partner of the same gender, like whatever that looks like for you, have a relationship that is solid. I see so often, you know, close friends as well as, you know, just people from afar where it's kind of always start stop on life because they don't invest the time to really build long-term relationships. And I think we live in a time and this That's isn't, a challenge, yeah. this isn't me on a soapbox, but I see some of my younger friends who find it very convenient to be able to, I don't mean shop for it in a mischievous way, but to have this unlimited amount of people that they can date and get to know. Right. And I think unless you really invest in 
relationships it, in business and in life, and most importantly at home, and really go deep with, with somebody, right? And actually build a life together. I think you're kidding yourself that that's going to actually give you a better life, a better situation. You know, at least everybody that I admire in life and that I want to be like, that I feel like has really found genuine happiness, they have somebody with, you know, to do that with. It's that solid foundation, you know? Those are just inspirational words, man. Thank you for ending with that. That really, you know, that makes a difference for me personally. And I know that makes a difference for others. Uh, Justin, if I am somebody interested in learning more about you or the Think Bigger Real Estate Show, how do I get connected with you? Yeah, I appreciate it, man. You can get it justinstoddart.com forward slash how to think bigger. Justinstoddart.com. My administrators already signed us up for that. I know. (laughs) I love it. Uh, If she hasn't, please. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, on um, Instagram and Facebook, as you probably know, as you kind of start to build an audience, it's hard to friend everybody, but I encourage you to follow me. I do most of my posts public. So it's, you know, kind of the same. And then on Instagram, you know, I put out, you know, quite a bit of content there. So, and then the show, of course, on, um, you know, your favorite podcast app, I think bigger real estate show. So um, you'll you'll find great guests like Dan. Justin, thank you again. Such a pleasure, man. Let's keep in touch. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Thanks. Hate the feeling of missing out and not knowing where to start? Aside from grabbing a copy of The Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, we also encourage you to join our ever-growing group, the Consistent and Predictable Income Community. Apply for a membership at the Consistent and Predictable Income Community on Facebook and visit us at thecpicommunity.com online to listen to our previous superstar interviews. This is Mitch Steven. You know, I had the pleasure of meeting and interviewing Dan Roshan. Dan is a top team leader in the D.C. area with Keller Williams, and he breaks down his journey. He's somebody that, you know, struggled for the first six months, like so many real estate agents do, and then something clicked. He helped me tremendously, specifically with creating systems in place. It's very important to have a process in place that works not just for you, but for also the client. are still listening it is because you align with the cpi community that means that you love to learn you are ambitious qualified smart and professional mostly you understand that you're in charge to design your life if you do not want to wait until next week's show is posted i invite you right now to visit www.thecpicommunity.com which is the official website of the cpi community there You'll have access to eavesdrop on past conversations I've had with the top salespeople, business owners, and entrepreneurs. The content is free, and there's no opt-in. If you really want to hit the ground running, I encourage you to apply on the homepage of thecpicommunity.com to become CPI certified. It is a compensated service, and those that have become certified have reported back that they have more than tripled their business sales and done so in 20% less time. The CPI certification is a part of the CPI curriculum, which is the blueprint where you will learn the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Lastly, I invite for you to share this podcast with others who are competitive, love to learn, assertive, relationship-based, self-starters, just like you, so they can also benefit. And please leave us a rating or a review and subscribe now so that you'll be notified of the next show. Thank you again. I'll see you on the next show to your success.
If you're a real estate agent and you're located outside of the Washington DC area and you have a client that wants to buy a home, sell a home, or invest in real estate in the Northern Virginia, Washington DC, Maryland area, consider to refer to me. I promise that when you do so, we'll treat them like gold, update you throughout the process, and most importantly, we'll make you look good. And we'll pay you a nice referral fee. If you're a real estate agent in the Northern Virginia, Maryland, or Washington DC area, and you're seeking certainty and predictability in your business, contact me now. I'd love to be able to set up a conversation to show you how we can help you to close transactions every single month of the year. Just imagine January, February, March, April, May, every month of the year that you have income coming into your pocket to help you and your family. Hit me up on social media or email me, dan at greetingsvirginia.com. Love to set up a time to chat.